Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, each and every one who are joining us today. We bless and we praise God for each and every one of you. We welcome you to this day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice, hallelujah, and praise and bless God for it. And we welcome you to a morning walk in God's word. Amen, amen, and amen. Today we are continuing with our walk through the book of 1 Corinthians. Today we are in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 in its entirety. And as always, we're coming from the message version. And it reads as follows. Go after a life of love as if your life depended on it, because it does. Give yourself to the gifts God gives you. Most of all, try to proclaim his truth. If you praise him in the private language of tongues, God understands you, but no one else does, for you are sharing intimacies just between you and him. But when you proclaim his truth in everyday speech, you're letting others in on the truth so that they can grow and be strong and experience his presence with you. The one who prays using a private prayer language certainly gets a lot out of it, but proclaiming God's truth to the church in its common language brings the whole church into growth and strength. I want all of you to develop intimacy with God in prayer, but please don't stop with that. Go on and proclaim his clear truth to others. It's more important that everyone has access to the knowledge and love of God in language everyone understands than that you go off and cultivate God's presence in a mysterious prayer language. Unless, of course, there is someone who can interpret what you are saying for the benefit of all. Thank, friends. If I come to you and all I do is pray privately to God in a way only he can understand, what are you going to get out of that? If I don't address you plainly with some insight or truth or proclamation or teaching, what help am I to you? If musical instruments, flutes, or say harps, aren't played so that each note is distinct and in tune, how will anyone be able to catch the melody and enjoy the music? If the trumpet call can't be distinguished, will anyone show up for the battle? So if you speak in a way no one can understand, what's the point of opening your mouth? There are many languages in the world and they all mean something to someone. But if I don't understand the language, it's not going to do me much good. It's no different with you. Since you're so eager to participate in what God is doing, why don't you concentrate on doing what helps everyone in the church? So, when you pray in your private prayer language, Don't hoard the experience for yourself, 
Pray for the insight and ability to bring others into that intimacy. If I pray in tongues, my spirit prays, but my mind lays follow and all the intelligence is wasted. So what's the solution? The answer is simple enough. Do both. I should be spiritually free and expressive as I pray, but I should also be thoughtful and mindful as I pray. I should sing with my spirit and sing with my mind. If you give a blessing using your private prayer language, which no one else understands, how can some outsider who has just shown up and has no idea what's going on know when to say amen? Your blessing might be beautiful, but you have very effectively cut that person out of it. I'm grateful to God for the gift of praying in tongues that he gives us for praising him, which leads to wonderful intimacies we enjoy with him. I enter into this as much or more than any of you. But when I'm in a church assembled for worship, I'd rather say five words that everyone can understand and learn from than say 10,000 that sounds to others like gibberish. To be perfectly frank, I'm getting exasperated with your infantile thinking. How long before you grow up and use your heads, your adult heads? It's all right to have a childlike unfamiliarity with evil. A simple no is all that needed there. But there's more, there's far more to saying yes to something. Only mature and well-exercised intelligence can save you from falling into gullibility. It's written in scripture that God said in strange tongues and from the mouths of strangers, I will preach to this people, but they'll neither listen nor believe. So where does it get you? All this speaking in tongues no one understands. It doesn't help believers, and it only gives unbelievers something to gawk at. Plain truth speaking, on the other hand, goes straight to the heart of believers and doesn't get in the way of unbelievers. If you come together as a congregation and some unbelieving outsider walks in on you as you're all praying in tongues, unintelligible to each other and to them, won't they assume you've taken leave of your senses and get out of there as fast as they can? But if some unbelieving outsider walks in on a service where people are speaking out God's truth, the plain words will bring them up against the truth and probe their hearts. Before you know it, they're going to be on their faces before God, recognizing that God is among you. So here's what I want you to do. When you gather for worship, Each one of you be prepared with something that will be useful for all. Sing a hymn, teach a lesson, tell a story, lead a prayer, provide an insight. If prayers are offered in tongues, two or three's the limit. And then only if someone is present who can interpret what you're saying. Otherwise, keep it between God and yourself. And no more than two or three speakers at a meeting, with the rest of you listening and taking it to heart. 
take your turn, no one person taking over. Then each speaker gets a chance to say something special from God and you all learn from each other. If you choose to speak, you're also responsible for how and when you speak. When we worship the right way, God doesn't stir us up into confusion. He brings us into harmony. This goes for all the churches, no exceptions. Wives must not disrupt worship talking when they should be listening, asking questions that could more appropriately be asked of their husband at home. God's book of the law guides our manners and customs here. Wives have no license to use the time of worship for unwarranted speaking. Do you both women and men imagine that you're a sacred oracle determining what's right and wrong? Do you think everything revolves around you? If any one of you think God has something for you to say or has inspired you to do something, pay close attention to what I have written. This is the way the master wants it. If you won't play by these rules, God can't use you. Sorry. Three things then to sum this up. When you speak forth God's truth, speak your heart out. Don't tell people how they should or shouldn't pray when they're praying in tongues that you don't understand. And be courteous and considerate in everything. Amen, amen, and amen. And that was 1 Corinthians chapter 14 in its entirety. And we know that the word of the Lord is already blessed. Amen. And now that you have taken your morning walk in God's word, we pray that as you go forward in this day, you will allow God's word to walk in and through you as you have a blessed, Holy Ghost filled, prosperous day on purpose. Know that God loves you. Know that we love you, but he loves you best. God bless you. Amen.